This podcast was produced by Sean Western Media. Hello, John. Hello, Sean. You were very kind to send me a link to the State of the Sector 2021 report, which is a report. Uh, Who makes that, by the way? Is it Gallagher? Gallagher. I had lunch. (laughs) I didn't read it. I had tea. I didn't read it. I may have even waited till breakfast the next day before I read through it. And then I was hooked. It's quite a big document, isn't it? It is quite a big document, but, you know, I go through big documents all the time but for some reason i was just putting i was procrastinating on this one but it's really interesting i found it really interesting they came up with four was it four trends five trends yeah i think five trends Uh, my overriding what's the word takeaway yeah my over my my takeaway my feeling after reading through everything is it's, it's all interconnected and it isn't anything that we haven't tried to work on over the last five or six years. And mm. I, I felt a sense of, God, haven't we fixed these things in five years? I think it just shows you you can't fix things quick, too quickly, can you? No, but you did say something interesting to me earlier about uh, COVID may play a positive part in, in how things might change now. Maybe COVID's been a catalyst for improving communications and businesses and companies around the world. Do you mean some of those things that we've struggled or haven't wanted to change and put in place over the last five or six years? COVID is forcing the hand. Yeah, I think it's certainly forced the technology hand, doesn't it? It's certainly forced the move to a digital way of working and collaborating. So that's that's been a big positive. I think someone that, in my job today asked me for any positives they've seen from this sort of year. I think in here in the UK, we're exactly a year since many organizations went into full work from home mode it has been a positive and i think that shows in the report doesn't it i think it was something like 80 percent of companies of the people polling were now using microsoft teams yeah i think it, it was really high i found that a little disappointing yeah it was a little disappointing it showed that it wasn't necessarily the communications departments that were in charge of making those decisions now who would make the decision over what software to use i guess it i guess it departments and, and maybe because it was easy decision to make they probably already had that infrastructure in place or maybe they were already using it or maybe it was already there and they thought how can we quickly implement tools to help people to work from home so i kind of get that but it's a little disappointing isn't it it's a little disappointing especially when you read further on in the report and it actually says that while we may have you know, gone to the easy ones like Microsoft and Yammer, Yammer, which is owned by Microsoft as well. They're only being effectively used during lockdown and working from home as communication tools rather than work collaborative. Yeah. So work collaborative is still quite low down and people are not using those tools for that. Mm. But still, I, I hate to say it, uh, revolving around the importance of meetings rather than productivity. But yes, mostly it was people saying that it was effective for meetings and keeping meetings going and connecting people in that way, but not so much for engagement or that certainly collaborative work. Yeah, which is a real shame. So on the one hand, a real shame that it's Microsoft yeah. again, because there's so many other tools so out many, there. And, and a lot of those tools were represented in those stats, but they were really low, weren't they? I mean, even Facebook, Workplace by Facebook was yeah. still what 10 12 percent or something like that yeah which is really low actually it was it was near the bottom of the list which again says something about you know comms tools and and and, and any sort of productivity tools that are professional are still not 
reflecting what we use in real life. Yeah, there's still a there's still, still a, divide, a, isn't there? a divide. That's the word. But it's it's interesting because in one way you can look at it, it's really positive that there are tools there being used and actively being used by lots of people. But the flip side is that the decision has been maybe made not for what's the best for our people and the best tool out there, but what's the easiest tool to put in to put into place in the in the workplace. Yes. Yeah, so instead of someone making the decision based on uh, how easy do we make this process, it's how easy do we implement this technology. Yeah, it's reactive opposed to being proactive about finding the best thing to use. What what do we think then about the whole digital side? Because the, one of the biggest trends in this report is about digital. Do leaders, or should I say decision makers, which are more often than not leaders, are they savvy enough about the technology that needs to be in place or not i suspect not i I suspect that it gets deferred those decisions get deferred to specialists i guess which is a lot a lot of a lot of organizations would do anyway isn't it but the specialists don't necessarily um make the decision over the budget of whether to spend on that or not they just they only make the suggestions yeah someone else makes the decision yeah i guess they do probably one of the nice things in the report was this idea of ceos becoming big supporters of communication and through this year particularly we've seen almost by being at a distance they've become perhaps more visible and so maybe we will see leaders or decision makers becoming much more tech savvy because or digital savvy because they're actually having to use it now themselves you would hope so i like that thing because we've spoken previously about the visibility of a leader Mm. and uh, in being more involved in the importance of communication i like the section on employee experience did you get to that bit? i did yeah with the different parts and that's what we're talking about now isn't it because really high up the list is the forthcoming wave of popularity for not just customer experience but the people who work for you and and the importance of making people happy at work so that that has a knock-on effect that was really good but it also means Getting that buy-in, bringing your leader closer to what everyone does on a daily basis. Yes. And that's the role of a good comms department, isn't it? It is. I think it's being that conduit between the two, isn't it? That was a word I used in my notes, conduit. Yeah. Do people yeah. use that word? I don't know. It should be a chocolate bar. I like the sound <laughs> of it. Conduit with nuts. It'd definitely have caramel in it. Yeah, definitely. It'd be sticky. <laughs> but salty. But salty, perhaps, yeah. The best chocolate bars are. But that employee experience... I made a few bullets that I, th- I thought were, were pretty good, um, and that is attracting new talent. Because mm. when you live by the values and the behaviours of what you are creating for a customer, and you actually live them in-house, I think that attracts people to your business. Yeah, and absolutely. right now, talent is currency. If you think about it, it's this sort of level playing field. You're not really offering the shiny office or the need for a shiny car or those sorts of maybe financial benefits or status benefits you're offering what it's actually like to work in an organization and how you all come together you're all having that shared experience now it's almost the same for everybody isn't it you'd hope so i mean one of the statistics that wasn't so great was that strategy for bringing people together Mm. Um, I think it was digital experience and technology and that sort of thing and making it work for the good of the company so that we can be more innovative and productive but 27% said they didn't have a clear strategy for doing that that's huge Mm. one in four businesses said they didn't have a strategy for for looking for, for bringing a company together and focusing on employee experience 
Yeah. Do you think um, there's been so much focus in the past year on just surviving and continuing that it's maybe pushed that back as a priority for people? It's just about getting to the next bit opposed to being more future focused and what you're going to do afterwards. I'd like to agree, but I think if you're just surviving that's um, fertile ground for knowing change needs to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's true. You might be letting people go, so your workforce uh, reduces, which can actually make you quicker to make changes. Mm. If you're just surviving, then maybe your business wasn't being run well in the first place. You know, yeah. I think I think there are great businesses out there. I've read about them during lockdown that have really suffered. They've had to cut people that they didn't want to cut, but they're surviving because they have that nature about them. You know, we'll move quick on this change. And change was another part of the report. Yeah, I think particularly culture change is the one that came out on top, wasn't it? And particularly looking at actually taking the opportunity to look at your business and see whether your values and your behaviours reflect what you are now. That seems to be something that's really popular, doesn't it? Popular, except for 5% of companies. I couldn't believe it. Mm. I couldn't believe it that of all of those, there was a big list of things that you that companies are focusing on in terms of change. Five mm. percent of the respondents to this report said no change planned. Yeah, it's remarkable. That's it? remarkable. Of a list of things, not even one of those things they could think to change. Even businesses that have been successful through this, I'm thinking supermarkets, you know, food organizations, online companies that are just have online businesses. Even they're adapting because they would never have had you know, supermarkets never had so much demand for delivery. And some supermarkets didn't deliver at all. How is there even a possibility that any organisation could think, oh, there's no change needed, that we can't be better? What are they even thinking about? Everyone, you can always do better, can't you? You can always improve. You you must always be looking to improve. And I think that's one of the underlying things about this report is don't stand still. I think you've mentioned it to me before, but isn't one of the big roles of communications professionals is to help drive that change, to get organisations thinking, what can we change, even if we're doing well? Can I... I pose a question here do you think a lot of comms departments in in companies don't think that's their responsibility to push for change yeah quite possibly yeah i think there's a lot of people who don't think it's their responsibility to push for change but i think it's part of everyone's job isn't it Mm. if you're not thinking about how things can be done better even in your area what's going on well we've, we've had a full discussion here about this report we've barely touched on data and insights and everything but mm. the thing foremost in my head right now is is shall i start a conduit bar <laughs> and sell it through these through these wealthy supermarkets absolutely who do you think who do you think might be a good partner for a conduit bar oh, and i'm going for waitress and going high end you're going high end yeah these are connecting chocolate bars see this is your experience you're thinking of your employee experience and you're thinking what else can i get out of this what else is going to make me stay? 